0: Pour a cereal and turn on the TV. I'm watching my cartoons, please don't bother me. I could grow up tomorrow, pay the bills and be responsible, but today it just doesn't feel possible. Let's talk about life and doesn't everything between. Things that keep you up at night in idiosyncrasy. Public matter, medicate, dimensions you can't see. Girls need to know what the nature of reality is. Let's talk about life and doesn't everything between. Breakfast foods and bad times, and cartoons on the TV. Breakfast foods and bad times, cartoons on the TV.
1: Wow, we just did 15 minutes on this. I'm gonna have to like. Let's just cut all that. I out. think we no need one, one wants to all hear it. it. Yeah. We we'll just start it right here. What a D. nice little warm up. Yep. Okay, so cereal or cartoons this week? I just I can't not. You can only pick one. I can't stop eating these corn pops. They're so delicious. Okay, well that brings me to a thing about corn pops that I want to say. Mm-hmm. I don't really like. corn... I love corn pops. Don't really like corn pops with milk.
0: It's good either way.
1: I don't think it's good with milk.
0: Some of them get a little soggy faster. See, the corn pops have this amazing glaze on the outside, which seals in their their crispiness. Yeah. But some of them have a less than perfect glaze, and those tend to get soggy faster, and they get a little mushy.
1: Okay, you asked me today when you thought of the idea of having corn pops on the show. You said, have we ever done it? And I remember now, it's not that we've ever done corn pops on the show. We haven't. It's that... At one point in the running of this show, off mic, we were like, why the fuck has no one ever picked Corn Pops before? (laughs) Like, it's so good. We we probably
0: bought a box of Corn Pops to do the show and then just ate them before we got to it.
1: Yeah, that probably happened. That's
0: happened more than once. There's cereals we've bought, eaten, and forgotten about because we just finished them before we got to the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we have a cabinet full of cereal all the time. It's not just the cabinet. Yeah, it's... we've overflowed from the pantry onto the countertop.
1: Yeah. But that's like community cereal. Well, I foolishly left my, my Christmas Captain Crunch in the community cereal. I didn't eat it because I, I know it, you it didn't. was special. I know you didn't, but not everyone listens to the show. Not everyone that lives in this house <laughs> yeah. knows what my favorite so, cereal is.
0: First thing I noticed on the Corn Pops
1: box... Look, look at this.
0: The word corn is extremely minimized. <laughs> do they even call them Corn Pops now, or do they just call them Pops? I gotta take a picture of this for the Facebook. The word corn above Pops is smaller than, like, the information on the box. Like, the
1: nutrition facts are in larger print than the word corn. Also, it's in, like, plain, like, aerial black font. And yeah. Pops is in, like, big, cartoon, awesome letters. Um... Also, they seem to have ditched Gotta Have My Pops. Yeah, you were very upset that they didn't have Gotta Have My Pops anywhere on the box. It was a little disappointing. Maybe they thought it was too pushy of a slogan.
0: Maybe, you know, it's like, with all the talk of addiction being a disease, they don't want to make their cereal seem as though it's
1: part of that disease. Yeah, Uh, well... Maybe some people thought it's okay to just grab them by the pops without yeah. asking for permission. Yeah, you know, when you're
0: famous, you can just grab the pops whenever you want.
1: <laughs> for anyone we that listens anyone to this to show, every time we say grab them by the pussy, we do the pantomime. <laughs> like the every t- You know, I've never. Like you're
0: holding a, a large grapefruit.
1: <laughs> okay, you know, I'm like out of the loop on this stuff. When he got caught saying that, it was on a rec- it was on a recording, right? There's no video; it's just audio. Yes. So we don't know. Oh, if in... we know. <laughs> was he doing the pantomime? When he, he had did? to be. There's no way. But just in no case you're wondering at home, we do it every time. <laughs> every... You know, you just you gotta grab <laughs> the amount. <laughs> grab those pops. <laughs> the amount of metaphorical pussies being grabbed on top of our podcast table is astounding. It's a lot. Um... The amount
0: of pops being grabbed. Seriously, we just opened this. It's more than halfway done. We had two I bowls had of. I had two each, huge bowls. And I've been eating it ever since.
1: Yeah. Um, well, okay, th- what we were just talking about is a perfect transition into why you picked this cereal this week. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: I wanted to do a Kellogg's uh, cereal. A shout-out to Kellogg's. Yeah, show our support for Kellogg's for uh, pulling their advertising from the popular alt-right uh, faux news website, uh, Breitbart. <laughs>
1: And like, and you know I don't, people listening, you know I don't know anything about what the fuck that yeah. is. I have no clue what that is. Well, but there's you no ex- reason,
0: I, I told you the reason you don't know what Breitbart is, is because you would have had no reason to ever even see
1: it before. But the now. way you described it to me, and you tell me this is right, yeah, is that the people who watch Fox No, no, no. The people who like Breitbart think that Fox News is too liberal. Yes, that that is how I (laughs) described it to you. Like, what's on their homepage right now? Is that where you're headed to? Well, I was going to show the... I I read a really good article. Okay, well you do that and I'll go to their homepage.
0: Where they included, among the reasons why Kellogg's pulled advertising, and they showed uh, just a handful of headlines... And they were, like, mind-blowing. Um, okay,
1: I'm on their homepage right now. Wait, 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 Oh, get this. You're going to love this. When I went to the website before I could read the first headline, I got interrupted by a pop-up ad for a... a pop ad? <laughs> a social movement. Hashtag dump Kellogg's. Join the movement against Kellogg's bigotry.
0: Yeah, they're bigotry against bigots.
1: How dare you discriminate against bigots? Bright, Breitbart News is the largest platform for pro-family content anywhere on the internet. No, that's not true. We advocate for traditional American values. Perhaps the most important what? among them is the freedom of speech. What? what? Um... For Kellogg's to blacklist Breitbart News in order to placate left-wing totalitarianism, totalid, wow. totalitarians is a disca- disgraceful act of cowardice. They insult our incredibly diverse staff and spit in the face of our forty-five
0: our diverse white staff
1: <laughs> of our forty-five million highly engaged, highly perceptive, highly loyal readers, many of whom are Kellogg's customers. Boycotting mainstream American ideals is an act of discrimination and intense prejudice. Oh, you're going to like this part. This is how they close it.
0: They know a thing or two
1: about intense prejudice, so let me tell you they're experts on... Listen to their closer. If you serve Kellogg's products to your family, you are serving up bigotry at your breakfast table. Oh my
0: god, Maverick, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to give you two bowls of bigotry.
1: (laughs) Would you... Okay, so here's. Mm, bigotry. It's sweet. <laughs> bigotry is delicious. Tell me if these numbers sound right to you. Mm. They claim to have 45 million highly engaged readers. But do you know how many people have joined the hashtag dump Kellogg's movement? Like seven, eight. <laughs> 393,000. I wonder how many of those people actually dumped Kellogg's. Well, I, okay. Let's assume that three hundred ninety-three thousand people used this hashtag. Okay, here's here's a a great
0: headline from Breitbart right here: Global temperatures plunge, icy silence from climate alarmists. Here we go. You mean winter is coming? Yeah, I, that, that's exactly. <laughs> it's colder out there today than it was yesterday.
1: Where's this global warming now? Let's, okay, let's see what's actually on their homepage. If I can get all the ads to close,
0: I'll let you know. Okay. The solution to online harassment is simple. Women should log off. That, that is a Breitbart headline. Okay,
1: this is the first story on their homepage right now. According to them, this is a quote from the Washington Post. Okay. Somehow I doubt that. I don't have anything to back it this might up.
0: might be just
1: misquoted. Somehow I'm, I, don't, I don't have anything to back it up, but I think this is a lie. According to the Washington Post, Trump's appointments of military officers may turn the United States into a dictatorship. According to this website, that's what the Washington Post well, said. Well, th-
0: is it an... It's surely not an anti-Trump article. It's probably an anti-Washington Post. That's article. what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, Trannies whine about hilarious Bruce Jenner billboard. That—that's a headline from the <laughs> Breitbart News. That's from the family-friendly <laughs> of, of these people with fantastic values. Oh, this is this one's funny. Birth control makes women unattractive and crazy.
1: <laughs> that's a real headline. <laughs>
0: It's, you know, it's about time somebody said it. Right, we've been waiting. You know what? For, forget Kellogg's. I, I think these people just won
1: me over with their genius insight. I got one. Oh, I got
0: one. God.
1: Bo- Boston College faculty want to ban Trump-inspired hate speech. Yeah, they do. They do want to yeah. ban it. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? Yeah.
0: That, that, that's worse than the Rush Limbaugh quote of, Here come the rape police. Uh, yeah, they're called the police, sir. Just the regular
1: police. Okay, I know what the 393,000 is. That's how many people have signed the petition.
0: Okay. Well, that's still more than I thought. Would you rather your child had feminism or cancer? Right by our headline.
1: Okay. <laughs> Here's a serial-related one. Hashtag dump Kellogg's. What do Castro, BLM, and George Soros have to do with breakfast? I'm not going to read the article to find out.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, this is funny. I mean, we're laughing at this. This is like if the people who wrote for The Onion believed their own articles. I
1: got a good one.
0: BuzzFeed. Breitbart is Trump's favorite news source. I mean, that's probably accurate. That's what BuzzFeed said. I mean, not that I would hold BuzzFeed as a... The most reliable news site, but it seems like a plausible... Mm. Look Look at me believing internet headlines for being plausible while we're making fun of people <laughs> who read Breitbart. So anyway, we fucking love Kellogg's. <laughs> Way <laughs> to
1: go, Kellogg's. I'm
0: gonna eat Pop-Tarts, and I'm gonna eat Corn Pops, and I'm gonna eat Cocoa Krispies... I, I'm going to eat more Kellogg's than ever just, just if, to counteract those 393,000 people.
1: I wonder if there's an opposite hashtag to ban <sighs> Kellogg's. You know what? We did Dump didn't, Kellogg's.
0: We didn't. How about eat Kellogg's? Because it's delicious. <laughs> um, I think we should. We, we haven't talked about this. I just had this idea. I think we should do a fundraiser. And we should do like a GoFundMe to purchase Kellogg's cereals and Pop Tarts and things, and donate them to food banks. Yeah, that's great, man. We should totally do that. Yeah, I wonder if uh, hungry people are okay with the taste of bigotry. <laughs> that's
1: that's like the the um, that's like the headline for the whole movement. Anyway, props to them. Pops to Kellogg's. Pops to
0: Kellogg's. Maybe that's it. You know what? I actually bought more than one Kellogg's cereal so that we can continue to eat Kellogg's cereal for for like a series.
1: Yeah. This is good. Uh, The only other thing I want to say about this box is that there's some Moana promotion on it, which is a film that you saw.
0: I did. It was good.
1: I liked it. Tell tell me again why you liked it. It was something about white people. (laughs)
0: Uh, no. There were actually no white people in the movie. <laughs> okay, That's okay. Weird. I'm sure they were doing voices. Um, no. Uh, Moana was pretty good. Uh, it was remarkably similar, in my opinion. Oh, to the original Star Wars
1: trilogy. <laughs> Let's not get in on the that whole bandwagon. But you liked it because it's not about. Oh, there a was... A prince trying to save yeah, a was, white princess or something. There was
0: zero romantic subplot. Yeah. And I appreciated that a lot. Yeah. And... That's rare in, like, any genre of film, really. It's it's very difficult to list just all the movies you can think of that have no romantic subplot whatsoever.
1: Yeah. But then also you said, I mean... It but was, in a
0: Disney princess-type
1: movie, yeah. it's unheard of. And, and you know, she probably a very strong female lead does the rock save her a bunch of times not really okay okay cool
0: there's a good mutual respect built yeah all right and and no
1: sexual tension uh yeah well i kind of got the impression from watching the trailers that she's like a child and he's an adult is that not the case uh she's she's a teen and he's a demigod okay okay yeah, I guess I knew he was a demigod
0: from but watching Real quick rundown of the Star Wars thing, because I think it's important. Okay, let's do it. Um, Moana is... Uh, she lives in a small town, a, a small village, isolated. Uh, her folks don't want her to go out and explore the greater world. But she's determined to pilot her, her boat out there. <laughs> it's an X-shaped boat. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> um, and... She receives some guidance from a wise, but sort of quirky, wacky, old character Mm -hmm. um, who sends her into a cave to discover herself, Mm -hmm. Um, at which point she comes up against a dark version of Moana, and she decapitates her, and then the head rolls off and stays... Wait. Wait. Oh. (laughs) um, The cave part was real, though. Okay, got (laughs) Um, it. Okay. I, I leaned over Whatever The the uh, the grandmotherly character Sends her into a cave I leaned She goes What's in there? And I leaned over To my
1: girlfriend And I go "Only what you take with you <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and I thought it was hilarious
1: She didn't She didn't find it as funny I,
0: she, she giggled But she was She was really into the
1: movie Okay okay
0: Uh so you have the you know, hero's journey stuff, but then also later on when she needs guidance, the the wacky grandmother character has passed and comes back in a
1: blue, ghostly glowing yeah. form. <laughs> that, that when you told me that part I was like, Okay, that's pretty Star Wars like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you Well, was... I enjoyed Star Wars, so I,
0: I like Moana also.
1: Yeah. You said that you were impressed that the rock can sing. Yeah, he's a good singer. Uh, Does he have, like, multiple songs in the movie? Just one, I think. Okay, got it. Okay, um, should we talk about a different kind of cartoon as opposed to CGI Moana? Sure. We watched Life with Louie this week. Mm -hmm. Um, We continued the long-standing Flannel Cakes tradition of watching the pilot Followed by an episode that you kind of remember from your childhood. (laughs) Yeah. Which is like a thing that we always do. Because when we think of the cartoon, you're like, I remember this one where like a thing kind of happens. And then I look through the Wikipedia episode (laughs) descriptions until I make you happy by finding the one you want. I found this one. Okay, yes, you Mm. did. Yes, you did.
0: Uh, And conveniently, the pilot was also a Christmas episode.
1: Yeah, that was convenient. You know,
0: the holiday season is here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um... I guess the only thing I can say from researching this show that I was kind of impressed by was I guess it was, like, really popular. Five seasons. Three seasons. Three? Three seasons. The YouTube thing said five. Yeah, I know. It was a lie. But, like. Wait.
0: There was a lie on YouTube? um, What temperature do steel
1: beams melt at? (laughs) No. So, like, um, I remember watching it as a kid, and I remember liking it. But I was reading about, like, the massive massive success of, like, carrying it over into other products and, like, cross-promotion with restaurants. It it was one of my favorite Saturday morning
0: cartoons, and it was also one that I remember, like, watching with my folks.
1: It was a Saturday – I thought it was a Sunday night – Animation domination thing. I know that's a now name. Yeah, but. I, I don't think there was enough animation back then. But Fox, it wasn't on with like The Simpsons and King of the Hill and Futurama. It wasn't on it, at the same time. It predates time as
0: it? King of the Hill for sure.
1: But, but okay, but I mean um, in that Sunday night time slot, the like The Simpsons it was, like,
0: was the only thing out at that time, as far as adult animation. When did and Futurama Prime debut? Two
1: thousand or ninety nine. Okay, well this show got canceled in ninety eight. Um, but like okay. I remember on Sunday nights, X-Files was on, yeah. and then The Simpsons. And then Life with Louie. No, that's not <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah, it was Life with Louie, X-Files, The Simpsons. No. I think <laughs> you're then, fucking with me. And then a marathon of cops. Oh No, but okay. It was X-Files and then Simpsons, <laughs> and then what was the other cartoon? Wasn't it King of the King Hill? King of the Hill. And there wasn't more? They didn't like add Futurama to that time slot later? No. I mean, maybe now. Okay. Futurama is syndicated. Okay. So, um, it, was a, it was a Saturday morning
0: cartoon. At that point in time, there was Fox, and Fox owned the Family Channel, too. So, Fox Family would, like, recycle, or it might have been even ABC, because ABC also owned the Family Channel for a little while. And they would recycle, like, their popular cartoons to be, like, every day after
1: school and also on Saturday mornings. I did think it was weird when I was researching the show that it said the first couple episodes aired in primetime. Because in my mind, I was like, well, wasn't it always on in primetime? What
0: it looked like is that the first episode was like a Christmas special like a network would put out yeah, just for the holidays.
1: So wait, now that I know this is a Saturday morning cartoon, is this a show for kids? Yeah, definitely for kids. It's, it's definitely family friendly. I don't even remember thinking it was for kids when I was a kid. You thought it was for adults? It's well, I, apparently, I don't remember watching it on Saturday mornings. Watching
0: it now, do you still think it was for adults?
1: Both of the episodes that we watched had a lot of heart to them and like family values, yeah. and I feel like they probably all did. Yeah. And I kind of got the impression that it's like a family show. So th- Louis Anderson is a family comedian. Yeah. Which is why he supports the brave. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Which is why he's given up Kellogg's products. That's not true. None no. of that is
0: true. No, he has actually given up Kellogg's products because he's on a very clean diet. Yes. And, and not to, this is not a bash on Kellogg's. It's something I enjoy. A lot of their products have sugar. So, uh,
1: <laughs> not a problem for me. Um, what, what are you doing? Messing with my hoodie string. Oh. Anyway... It's for kids,
0: I think so. Okay, it definitely seems like a family-friendly, like positive show for kids. Uh, What I thought was really funny is I remembered very specifically thinking the dad character was hilarious when I was a kid, and he reminds me of my maternal grandfather, who was like one of those like grumbling old men. Uh, you know, he was really good at, like, building things and working the garage. He'd always be like, oh, God, dearly. You're you know, he's, yeah. like, watching his Western while reading a novel propped up on the chair, but also while sleeping. Yeah. And then you change the channel, and he's like, who changed the channel? like, <laughs> I, I was watching that. And you, like, you can hear him snoring. Yeah. But he immediately is like, oh. But now watching it years later... Well... I still think the dad is hilarious in the show. Okay. it's very funny, and his, like, grumbling and, and anger is really funny and played well in the show. But now I also know from hearing Louis on some other stuff, like, You Made It Weird, that his dad was, like, an abusive alcoholic and a really angry person and difficult to be around. Yeah. And it's interesting to see it played out in this way on the show. Because he also plays his own father. Yeah. So he does that voice of himself as a child and himself as the dad. Yeah. And I wonder if that was sort of working out some of their some of their issues.
1: Well he said on that you made it weird that you mentioned, he said he like went through the whole process of trying to, to self diagnose what his yeah. dad was going through and what his dad and,
0: and having understood like finding out later in life it was crazy stuff, like his dad was orphaned and then split up from his siblings and sent to work on a farm and used basically as free child labor. Yeah. And all that stuff, so like somebody who had an incredibly hard life.
1: Well, we only watched two episodes, but it almost seems to me like the show is more about the dad yeah, than I'd, about Louis. I'd say in the, the way that The Simpsons
0: has Bart episodes and Homer episodes. Okay, yeah, we just happened to pick two andy episodes yeah and another thing that he mentioned his on, name's andy anderson yeah, by the yeah.
1: way in case you didn't get that
0: uh one of the other things that Louie mentioned in the more like in-depth interview on you made it weird was about how his dad despite being an, an alcoholic and a really angry person was also extremely like generous and kind-hearted to strangers and would like take groceries to people who were less fortunate in town even though they didn't have anything
1: But then he just said
0: how confusing that was for him as a kid. Yeah, and and in this show, the dad is always, like, pissing and moaning around the house when the mom's like, will you put up our Christmas lights? He's like, ah, why do we need lights? And then she talks him into going across the street and putting up lights on the neighbor lady's house. And, and like, he goes and takes soup to his sick mother-in-law. Like, he's always doing something generous and charitable in the show, despite being, you know, a grumbling old man.
1: Yeah, he's very upset about the
0: fact that he's doing these nice things. (laughs) He he looks like animated Drew Carey. (laughs) And (laughs) Louis Anderson, as a child, looks... Like
1: Like Louis Anderson, but he's two feet tall. No, so, okay, I want to talk about the animation because I thought it was so cool. And uh, my favorite part was that all of the way the people are drawn really, like, highlights one part of their body. So Mm -hmm. much so that, like, all the other parts are really stressed down. Yeah. Like for example, if we look at his dad, he has a massive, massive, massive chest. Like it's yeah. it's and like cartoonishly fanga. excuse the pun. It's cartoonishly yeah. big. And then he has like tiny little he, thin. He has legs. a gorilla torso and chicken legs. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. is
0: not an incredibly uncommon old man body type.
1: Yeah. And then Louie is very, very, very short. Even compared to all the other kids yeah. his age, there's a scene where all the kids are carrying ladder, a ladder over their heads. And Louis's feet are he's not touching the ground. The grounds, yeah. um, and he's, like, the, insanely obese for a kid his age. And, and the cool kid has, like... Huge jawline.
0: Yeah, he has a big jaw and, like, uh, sort of, like, mirrored that shape in his hair, too. He's got, like, the big, like, right. pompadour hair. It's
1: funny you bring up the cool kid, because one thing I noticed... Well, this show takes place We don't in, know
0: his name, but we, we know that he's the cool kid. Yeah, like.
1: yeah you can tell, yeah. yeah. No, um... Well, okay, so it's based on Louis uh, growing up, his family, his childhood, and he he's, he grew up in Minnesota. The show takes place in Wisconsin, but um, there's a lot of scenes of kids outdoors playing in the snow. And one thing I noticed about the cool kid, he never has gloves on, he never has a scarf on, never has a hat no on. Hood. He doesn't need that stuff because yes. he's the cool kid.
0: You, well, you see Louis walk outside a lot in his little like parka with the hood pulled up and like cinched, and It's the most practical thing, but he looks like a dork, but the cool kid always has his, like, sweet hair
1: showing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, The only other thing I wanted to say about, like, like the style of the show was that when, when Louis playing his dad, he does this very, very comical voice, but I think it's hilarious that playing the child version of himself, he barely changes his voice at all. I mean, like, maybe goes up one octave... He just speaks lowly. He speaks softly. And then as the dad, he's like, Aah! Yeah, but it's it just funny to see that, yeah. that short, fat little kid character talking like Louis Anderson, who already has a hilarious voice as it is. Yeah, Why so serious? <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe we're just not old enough to get it. But I almost kind of wonder. Speak for yourself. Maybe I'm totally wrong here. I almost kind of wonder, like, what is it that Louis is known for? Like, I know he first became famous as a stand-up. Yeah. And then I knew he had this show because I watched it when I was a kid. But mm-hmm. once again, like I said, I didn't know it was mega popular. And then, like, other than being on Family Feud... That that came after this. Way, 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 yeah. way, way, way after. But I'm like, other than being... The host of Family Huge. He's a
0: very famous comedian. He's one of the most famous comics because he's clean and family-friendly. Like, he was able to work TV back in the day. He came in at, like, the tail end of the comedy boom. Yes. So, as a kid, for me, when I first saw the show was coming out, because they teased it for a long time, it it was, like, promoted on every commercial break, and uh, I was really excited because... He was one of my first, like, exposures to comedy because he used to be on TV pretty regularly. I don't don't think I've ever seen him do stand-up. You're also younger.
1: I'm not that much younger than you.
0: Four years is a long time in TV time.
1: Right. Okay, so this brings up something that I wanted to talk about, which is just the insanity of Louis coming in at the tail end of the comedy boom and then what that kind of led to Mm -hmm. in Hollywood and how I, I just think it's funny the way money was tossed around with comedians then yeah so for people that don't know there was a humongous stand-up comedy boom in the late 80s and then that led to in the early 90s tv deals and if you're not familiar with what a tv deal is it's when a a, a television studio gives you an insane amount of money to write a television show usually based on your stand-up act well, I mean they I I, I and in, in theory they could give yeah. you an idea to do whatever you want. Yeah. But like they would give these comedians these deals with we're talking huge 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 amounts of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. and they would give you an insane amount of time to write the show, sometimes like 2 years. And then half the time they wouldn't ever pick up that show. They would never make a pilot of that show. They would never green light that show. And <laughs> so you're just being paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for a couple of years to not do anything. Sometimes these comedians were being given TV deals that just said, you're not required to write anything, but you also can't write anything for another yeah, network and retainer. Yeah. And people were getting so much money we're from the these stable. Everybody was getting one. And it was all in the, in the pursuit of, we just want another Seinfeld.
0: Yeah, Seinfeld or Home Improvement um, Like everybody was getting a, There was a Jeff Foxworthy show for a while
1: mm-hmm. uh, okay. I mean, we I, could keep going Martin I, Yeah, <laughs> Martin <laughs> uh, Hanging with Mr. Cooper <laughs> there were, I had a really good one that um, I was thinking of think There's we were, one maybe you've we heard for of uh,
0: What was the name of it? Um, Cosby <laughs> Have you, Did you see that one?
1: Uh, I don't know him as being a stand-up comedian. Did he do comedy? I only know him as that other thing. <laughs> uh, I I think
0: he made some marks as a as a comedian and an actor uh, some years ago. Many but years bef- ago.
1: Before he became known prominently as... The thing that I'm Aramis. talking about, of course, is the Jello ads. Is <laughs> yeah. that what you were talking about? Yeah. Um, no, so like... He got a Jell-O deal also. Uh, you know, all of this was to chase, you know, what if the one guy, <clears throat> the one stand up comedian that we weren't counting on ends up writing another Seinfeld?
0: Right. And here, I think, was, it, was this a Fox show? Yes. Fox hit it big with Louis Anderson.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I three seasons
0: is. Many people consider Life with Louis to be the Seinfeld of its day.
1: No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> I love, I, those trans- here. I love those Just transitions. I love those transitions between scenes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's playing uh, that bass. <laughs> um, we have to before this is over. We have to cover the hilarious plot twist at the end of the pilot that we watched. <laughs> Do you remember this? <laughs> yes. Because the episode, I'll run through it real quick. Uh, Louis mom guilt trips Louis's dad into going across the street and helping the putting up Christmas lights for the elderly lady. The mom, like, takes her out she to get, like, to a get turkey. Okay, to get groceries. she to, can't drive. Yeah, yeah, so she's distracted and away from the house. Uh, it, Louis dad has a terrible time putting up the lights. It takes him the whole episode. The whole neighborhood yeah. has to help him. He almost gets arrested at one point. Yeah. In a he, comical fashion. He falls off the ladder, like, three times. It's all, uh, like, a slapstick routine of him not being able to put these lights up. At the last second, before she gets home, they get the lights working. She's very happy to see them. And then Louie yeah. says... Uh, we later found out that the reason she never ever put up Christmas lights before that wasn't because she was poor or elderly, it's because she's Jewish. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but she didn't say that. She was very appreciative. She was
1: appreciative that they did um, it.
0: Very understanding. Yeah. Uh, I thought it, what was funny, while watching this, I was reminded of my own childhood where we never once put up Christmas lights.
1: Why? Ever. Why? Your mom seems like the no, Christmas lights all year cause, long Because my dad is like,
0: I'm not getting out there, getting up on the
1: roof, and getting on a ladder and do. So your mom seems like a leave them up all year type of lady.
0: No, well, kind of. So for years, me and my mom wanted to have lights, and my dad resisted heavily. Finally, one year, my mom finally talks him into it. It was a like unseasonably warm time, so he didn't have to go out in like the ice and snow.
1: Was there never an option of your mom just putting them up? No. Dude, come on. What? Have the lady of the house out there on the ladder with a hammer? You think my dad's going to lend his tools and his ladder out? Well, for years, we'll get to what my mom is like when it comes to Christmas lights, but for years I had to tell her to stop climbing on the roof and putting the lights up. Yeah, and then I started doing it. Well, it, it was actually the other way around. It's that we would help her, and then once I was gone away from the house, she'd climb on the roof, and then I'd find out later, and I'd yeah. be like, Mom, you're not, you are not—you really shouldn't be on the yeah. roof. She just had hips replaced recently. No, both of her knees. Knees, right. Sorry. Um, so. She had mm, knee bones put into mm, her hips. Like, the doctor
0: forgot the words to that song and he was like the yeah. knee bones connect your your mom looks like Cotton because Hill now because
1: as we all know the way that surgeons yeah. remember how to perform the surgery right. is by singing sing the song
0: <laughs> yeah exactly uh, okay okay I got it I got it yeah uh, uh, your mom just looks like Cotton Hill from King of the Hill now because her knee bones are connected to her hip bones uh, so so one my mom finally just beats him into submission and he's going to mm-hmm. put up these christmas lights and i, I don't know it's probably in like fourth or fifth grade okay and i've you know i've heard my dad have a little road rage from time to time did you get recruited to help with this maybe oh god no like like when my dad worked on a car i was the hold this flashlight yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Just let me do it, actually. <laughs> like,
1: uh, so. When they came up with that one,
0: yeah. you hang on the hood, yeah. your dad, cha- yeah. game changer. Yep, we stopped talking for several <laughs> years. Just, I mean, <laughs> I was, it was no longer necessary. Um, so, <laughs> he's he's out there, you know, banging away, putting putting nails in the edge of our porch. Okay. And a few minutes go by, and I'm like, I'm excited. I'm like, oh, this is the year! It's finally happening. We're yeah, yeah, getting yeah. some lights. Yeah. And then it's it's warm enough that he still has the front door propped open while he's out there doing it, and I hear him hammer his own thumb. Oh. Followed immediately by goddamn motherfucking cocksucking piece of shit. And I just remember like. I was out of his sight. You probably didn't even know I was there. I like I can't imagine the face that I made, but it was probably like fear mixed with wonder. Like that. Can you my do dad... that in your dad's
1: voice? Can you do your dad's voice? It just sounds like my voice pretty much. Well, your dad kind of talks out of the side <laughs> of his mouth. Like, Goddamn motherfucking cocksucking piece of shit. <laughs>
0: um. <laughs> And I still remember, like, to this day, it just flowed so beautifully. Yeah. I remember it perfectly. It's like a catchy song. that like a symphony. Yeah, I'll never be able to forget it. Yeah. And, like, I was blown away. I was like, I didn't even know that my dad knew all those words. Because I was a kid, so you still think those words are, like, secret Mm-hmm. they're things that people don't really say and when you first like heard the you word you and your friends saying them yeah, the playground when, but, when but, you heard the word cock you were like oh this is that hip new slang word that no one knows about <laughs> I didn't know that it was like hundreds of years old <laughs> and that my dad was probably saying it since he was younger than me
1: yeah <laughs> um, well anyway did they anyway, get put that up was, that year
0: that was my beautiful holiday memory um, yeah <laughs> they did get put up and what about se- the next year several years after what once, once eventually
1: she, it stopped off again. Once you got
0: the hooks in, <laughs> they stay <laughs> to this day. Uh, I think now they do a little bit of light, like uh, ever, evergreen boughs along the the rail or something like
1: that. Mm. It sounds like something nice
0: f- something festive, but a little easier. Yeah. Also, both of my parents are older, and like my mom has also had two knee replacements, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're they're not out
1: there hopping around on ladders. Well, despite... It, what unnecessarily, anyway. Yeah. They do play that ladder-hopping game in the front yard, yeah. which I've told your parents many yeah. times is really dangerous. Mm-hmm. But yeah,
0: they, 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 well, you know, they watch those, those uh, old Looney Tunes, Wile E. Coyote things, and they get ideas. Yeah. I've asked many times for cartoons to be taken off the air because, you know, people try to do things they see on TV.
1: I remember that time your mom painted the garage door to look like a tunnel. Yeah. And your dad just drove right on through <laughs> the garage door. Just painted it to look like it was open. <laughs> it just looked like an empty garage. No, it's got to be a tunnel. Like, uh, your, your dad's like, I didn't know they built yeah. this tunnel here. No, uh,
0: I actually drove into the garage once. Oh, how did that go? I was, uh, I, I think maybe just less than two years old. Uh, okay, my, okay. My mom put me in the car, in my car seat. Okay. Okay. Uh, but didn't finish strapping me in. And then uh, something got... Like, she, my dad was yelling at her from the house. And, and so she was... She went inside to see what he needed. Or she went in to grab something she forgot. Mm-hmm. And I climbed forward mm-hmm. and hit the shifter. Yeah. And knocked the car into drive, at which point it... Idled forward and smashed up the garage. How bad was it? You probably don't remember, I guess. I don't really remember it happening, but I remember the set of broken shingles that remained on the front of that garage until we moved out. That's cool. That's cool. So
1: that's yeah. not the house that I know? No. Okay. Well, uh, quite the opposite to your house. My mom uh, insists, goes nuts. insists on every year the house being seen from outer space with the amount of Christmas lights. She doesn't do the inflatables, thankfully. She yeah, is I'm really not a fan of those. Yeah, those, those are stupid. I hit or miss. It's there's, real white trash. Some good ones. There's, she's. I've seen some good ones. Yeah, there's some good ones. Uh, she's real into uh light up animals, like yeah. like a, it's like a the sculpture of an like animal made of... out of lights. Yeah. yeah, so it kind of looks like a zoo in the front yard with like ten different animals, mm-hmm. and then it's just as bad inside the house. She has things for like every corner of the house Christmas. Uh, the worst of which, you know, the, like, little ceramic Christmas village. Yes, my grandma had one of those. Some moms are real into that. The, the recently deceased grandma
0: had had a, the whole, you know, roll out the cotton batting for your fake oh, snow. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know put, all about that stuff. Put down the whole collection of all the ceramic
1: homes with their little lights and, and sometimes, like, a, a lamp post or a car. Uh, a little mirror to simulate a skating rink. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, so, like, my dad was very against the village, didn't like it, <laughs> hated that it took up the kitchen table for, like, all of December every year, hated mm-hmm. that part, and then he didn't want to encourage her to grow the village, but actually so her... He, he, he passed very strict, like, sanctions. <laughs> <laughs> the zoning laws in your kitchen <laughs> like... Well, I mean, taxes really get yeah. away with most yeah. of the growth. No, so, like, um he he didn't want to
0: over the years she doesn't get any new ones and they like start to break a little and it turns into like this little ceramic ghetto of like houses <laughs> that have been glued back
1: together <laughs> it's, like broken windows and little graffiti yeah next thing you know the little toy kids have like crappier coats yeah, than the year before and now there's like
0: Little ceramic homeless men uh, warming their hands over a tiny fire barrel.
1: Because <laughs> my dad is the village czar. Yeah. The Christmas village czar. No, he didn't want to encourage it, but he he failed. And actually, the growth of the Christmas village mm-hmm. was probably the best thing that could have happened. Yeah. Because eventually it grew to outgrow the kitchen table yeah. to the point where she had no option. And that's when you guys bought your second home. Yeah. <laughs> The, the Christmas Village home, yeah. which we use exclusively <laughs> yeah. for the Christmas Village that no one looks at. Yeah. Um, no. So what she eventually grew to was one of those like plastic shelving units that you like put together yourself. You
0: yeah. know, and like so, kitchen storage.
1: Yeah. So now her Christmas Village exists in this like uh sort of alternate universe, like Turtles all the way down <laughs> sort of thing, where there's like you know like a. Like a business district on the top it's shelf, like sedimentary
0: I mean, layers.
1: Yeah, and then like a neighborhood here, and then like the city center on this shelf, and just, the, the center shelf. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, so that's the weird universe that my mom's Christmas village takes place in. Yeah, my mom went through like transforming
0: Christmas tastes over the years. There, we always had multicolored lights. Always love the multicolored lights. And Are we talking he, about the tree here? Yeah. And, and outside. But eventually she moved to, like, the tasteful, classy country uh, white lights with, like, red bows and, you know, pine cone ornaments yeah. and stuff all crafty. Yeah. We used to have fun stuff.
1: Well, my dad, while being a great artist, sometimes had weird design choices. I remember this one year he was real insistent that we were – because we always had fake trees. Did you always have fake trees? Yeah. He was real insistent one year that we were going to get a pink fake tree. That was like okay. a crusade that my dad went on. Okay. It didn't happen. My mom <laughs> was able to put a stop to the pink fake tree. Why did
0: he want the pink tree? My dad just sometimes <laughs> had <laughs> weird
1: tastes like... Uh, like they call it remember, a wild hair. Like, you got- d- you'll remember this. Do you remember there was a phase before my dad died when he was like real into tiki stuff? Yes. Because my dad's a really talented woodworker. He carved
0: a lot of like, tiki handle like, pat- like, paddle type looking things. Yeah, just sort of and like of tiki boards.
1: totems. Like, my dad, a one white of, guy from yeah. Georgia. <laughs> one one of his uh, hope chests was a tiki-themed y- like? Yes, yeah. yes, he made a tiki-themed hope chest. Um, yeah, he was just into stuff like that yeah. sometimes. So That was his tiki period. You know what pops to you, Rodeo? Yeah. Pops to pops. <laughs> might sound corny,
0: but... <laughs> I mean, it might sound... But pops, <laughs> but pops, yeah,
1: pops to everybody. Little corn, big pops. <laughs> um. Well, I feel like this is such a good place to wrap. What we're wrapping? I feel like it is. We don't. Ha- but here's why I don't want to. Well, speaking of wrapping, well, here's why I don't want to wrap because we're at an hour right now. Yeah. But there's so much has happened that we're going to cut that I don't know if we're really at an hour. Right. Okay. We might not be in close to an hour right now. Well, I was troubled when I first
0: opened this box of corn pops. Trouble was a bruin. It's not it's not the packaging that I know and love and grew up with for my entire life. Okay. It's just a regular old clear plastic bag of cereal, which is pretty standard, but not for corn pops. Corn Pops always used to come in that oh. weird, it was like foil fused with wax paper. Oh, right. I'm going to look at a picture of this. I, I don't know. And it's it's just gone now. I, I feel like that very, it, they probably found out it like causes cancer or something. <laughs> but that was always
1: like so unique to Corn Pops. It uh, causes you to have extremely alt-right views on things. Yeah. <laughs> Uh,
0: They were like, "Our, our corn pops seem to taste like bigotry. I think maybe we need to change the package. It feels like we're serving up bigotry for breakfast. You know what's really funny about that statement from Breitbart? It's like, people... if if people had like spoken out against the nazis and they were like hey that's very discriminatory we don't have to take that kind of talk you guys are bigots against nazis who are a very diverse group
1: of people
0: how dare you (laughs)
1: um a couple of cool things i didn't find the bag that we're looking for but a couple of interesting things Um, I was searching for Corn Pops bag. Just search Corn Pops foil bag. All right, I'll try that next. But uh, apparently they make candy corn lollipops because that was like the thing that came up a lot, which is disgusting. But check this out. Candy corn's not even good. Why would you want to like give it more things to be? We got to make this. Check it out. Rice Krispies, but with Corn Pops instead of Rice Krispies. Oh, that
0: looks awesome.
1: Yeah. I bet that's so good. We were actually talking
0: before we turned on the mic about like... During our time of doing the show, we've like discovered a lot of interesting recipes that incorporate cereal into desserts. None of oh, them oh, use this corn thing, pops, this but thing! I think they should. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Forever. Got it. Okay. Um, it, it was like stiff and pliable.
1: Yeah. Anyway, recipes. Yeah. And I was thinking,
0: man, corn pops would be like a great dessert food.
1: Yeah. I'm seeing more and more of the Rice Krispies made, of course, corn pops. I mean, what would you call them?
0: Corn Mmm, Corn Pop Treats? Sounds boring. I mean, that's the formula that they use for Rice Krispie Treats. How unoriginal. Um, mm. Okay. So, uh, when we were watching Life with Louie, we saw something that we've seen on a few other shows, it, one in particular that I'm thinking of, and that's the intro is the live-action... Oh, yeah. Filmed with the star of the show. Yeah, and he back, intros yeah, it. Yeah, and Back to the Future, they had Christopher Lloyd as Doc Brown introing the episode. And on this one, we have Louie Anderson as his adult self in the 1990s talking about, like, briefly addressing the theme of the episode or maybe, like... He talks
1: about whatever anecdote. family value they're going to cover. Right. But he also narrates the show, so it'd be weird yeah. if he didn't intro it. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And in one of the scenes, he
0: has the uh, bowl of popcorn, and he's watching a scary movie, and something happens where he goes, and then popcorn goes flying everywhere. And it's like, isn't that the weirdest trope? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. have you ever in your entire life seen anyone throw popcorn up (laughs) in a crazy, however scared you were? (laughs) Unless there was an insane jump scare less than like four minutes into a movie, your popcorn's going to be half empty anyway. There's no way you're throwing it. Has anyone made it to the scary climax of a horror film with more than like a
1: quarter of a bag of popcorn <laughs> if anything at all? Well, because I work in in the in television, the only thing I couldn't help but noticing about that scene was he gave this long monologue about family values before he threw the popcorn yeah. up and there was only one it was just one continuous take. There wasn't any cuts in that. Yeah. So all I could think was, how many takes did they have to do where he, like, threw the popcorn everywhere? <laughs> and then a, a little bit, like, runs in with a dust buster and like, sucks up all the popcorn and off of empties him. Empties the dust buster yeah. back into the, the bowl of popcorn. Which he was eating out of. <laughs> yeah, he was eating out of. Um, it was a different Louie, you know. Yeah. Not the super healthy Louie that we have now. Oh. Uh, uh, are, are you... Oh, sorry, do you have a cartoon thing? It's, it's about Louis, Life with Louie. Yeah, okay. Uh, the other thing that I thought was fun and cool about the animation of this show was whenever they watch, the, whenever the characters watch the television, mm-hmm. it's always live action. Yeah, I think so that's th- fun. There's a scene where they're watching um, Miracle on 34th Street, and it's the real <laughs> clip from the movie, but what I thought was even more fun was in the other episode we watched, Louie can't wait to watch his uh favorite show and i googled it it's like justice dog or something i gotta find my like google search history because the name of the show was really funny and it looked like a funny show um do
0: you think it's a real
1: show no because i googled it um say what you were gonna say while i try to find it
0: i was just gonna ask you because we're getting my other phone we're getting into christmas stuff uh how your christmas
1: shopping is going how My Christmas Shopping is Going. Yeah. Um, I'll, I actually have something about my Christmas shopping I can bring up. Uh, Night Sniffer Dog of Justice yeah. was the name of the show. And what I thought was funny was no matter how many times Louis said it, he always said the full title. Yeah. He never called it Night Sniffer. It was Night Sniffer Dog of Justice uh, every time. The only Okay, so the only thing that's interesting about my, um, my Christmas shopping this year so far is that um, I have a nephew who is going to be seven next year. Uh And um, I have this steadfast uncle rule. I have two nephews. I've made this rule ever since they were both young, ever since they were both born. I've never once bought them a gift for Christmas that wasn't a book. It's a rule that I made, and I've never broken it. Usually, uh, they're like... uh...
0: Playboy and Hustler and stuff. Right? <laughs> it's, hey, guys, I'm your cool as, uncle. As long Here's as it's reading material,
1: yeah. it falls under my rule. Don't no, tell your folks. No, I don't care what they think of me. I don't care how uncool it makes me seem. I always buy them books, and I will always continue to do that. Um, so this year, I'm coming home for Christmas. My brother texted me a while ago and said, this is the he father. Said, hey,
0: Logan does not want a book this year. <laughs> Seriously. He and said, why does Maverick always give his his me books? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um... Okay, so Logan's dad texted me and said, "Hey, do you have any Pokémon cards? Logan's into Pokémon now. Do you want to give him some?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, I'll give him as many as I can, but I am mean, Yeah, I'll still,
0: give him a few that
1: I don't want. Yeah, I still sometimes play with mine, so like I'm not going to just, you know, hand off all my great decks that I worked on for a long time."
0: Right. Of oh, your favorite Pokémon?
1: Yeah. Um Anyway, so I am i haven't seen Logan since last Christmas, so I'm really excited to... Now he's old enough that mm-hmm. he's into Pokemon. He obviously wants to play the card game. We can play it together. We can talk about Pokemon stuff. Mm-hmm. But this is where I was getting at this. I'm taking a long time to get to the point. Just tonight, we were talking about how within the next 36 hours, we may have Generation 2 Pokemon yeah. in uh, Pokemon go and generation two Pokemon came out. We don't know the year, but we're they're, guessing um, 2000. Yeah. So they're at least 15 years old, probably. And I was, I was saying to you, I was like, I wonder how many of those 100 generation two Pokemon that I've just never encountered. I've never seen a picture of them. I don't know anything about so them. I don't know their name. Silver and gold. I played red, blue and yellow. Okay. Um, and so I don't know. I know some of those Pokemon. I don't know a lot about I, I You know what? I know very, very, very few of them. Anyway. There's some I, great ones. I already decided one book I'm going to get Logan for Christmas this year is the Essential Pokemon Handbook that has, like, information about every Pokemon. Uh-huh. And I was like, maybe I'll just quickly <laughs> brush up a little yeah. bit before I give him the book. <laughs> just learn about so, yeah, these have you next Have been reading one-ish. it? I haven't purchased okay. it yet because every store I go I, I sometimes i I around this time of year I do sometimes get the bug in me to like not just buy everything from Amazon because it's so cheap I want to yeah. like help a business yeah I get but that. it's all, like it's so it's expensive compared to Amazon yeah. like ah oh, how do they do it um, I had
0: a fun holiday uh, experience recently. were you shopping for someone else no um but well, you're familiar with a, uh, a it's the one ballet, well, there's two ballets that people are familiar with. Oh, okay. One being Swan Lake, the other being the Nutcracker. Okay. Most people are familiar with Swan Lake because of that tremendously sexy movie. movie. Um,
1: uh, I was just kidding. Is that really what that's about? Yeah. Oh, okay. Black
0: Swan is about the ballerinas in, in that movie. Or in, in the the movie is about the ballerinas in the ballet. I didn't know or they were performing them. Swan Lake, I guess. Um, I haven't seen it since it came out. So, uh, you know, I went to see an opera not that long ago with my girlfriend. and Literally days ago? No. Uh, the opera was some time ago.
1: Oh, oh, <laughs> um, oh, this is a different thing. Yeah,
0: and... We had a great time. It was really cool, and I actually liked it way more than I expected. It was very cool. So this opportunity came up where there was going to be a ballet nearby, and so she was, like, really excited. Really, I was like, I'm way less excited about this than I was the opera. But I was like, you know what, I'll go. And it's an experience that I wouldn't ever have by myself. Like, I wouldn't go, like, oh, there's an opera in town. (laughs) Maybe I'll go see it. So I was like, you know, I might never see a ballet again, so this is it. Why not go to it? And so the time comes, we need to buy some tickets. And I purchased some tickets off of the internet. (laughs) It was quite expensive.
1: (laughs) I, I was very shocked when you told me the price.
0: Yeah, uh and these were the most modestly priced tickets that we could find. Cuz
1: um, they were expensive.
0: Service fees were insane. Um and I got these tickets we get to the opera. We've dressed very fancy, very oh, nice. Oh, why didn't you uh, tell yeah. me that part? Yeah, I had on a, one of my favorite ties and nice shirt, a very a distinguished sweater. She had on a, a awesome fancy like Jessica Rabbit dress. Um But, like, like Jessica Rabbit, but, like, classy enough for the ballet. So, um, and less sequins, you know. Um, less boobs also, but but still some boobs.
1: It's hard to have more boobs than Jessica Rabbit. It's very difficult. (laughs) If you want to stand up straight. Um, (laughs) so, we
0: get to this ballet. Well, on the way there, there's some traffic problems. We live about four blocks away from this
1: place. Oh, three blocks. We live less than four blocks.
0: And I had traffic issues getting there because everyone else was also going and some people don't know how to drive and aren't courteous enough to leave you like room to get around and stuff. And then the parking attendant gave you grief. So I was getting annoyed. We get into the parking garage and even though they have the machines that dispense the ticket that you pay on your exit, uh, they just had dudes standing in front of them charging $5 but cash only. Mm -hmm. And who carries cash anymore? Yeah. Exactly. So, especially uh, $5, exactly. So, I had to go in, find an ATM. It was like, it's getting close to showtime. We've allowed for plenty of time, but these things keep happening. Those nuts are getting ready to be yeah. cracked. Yeah. And I, I don't want to miss it. I said to her, we ha- after we had some more trouble getting in, I said, so help me God, if... Even one sugar plum fairy
1: hits the stage before our butts are in those seats. I'm going to be furious because there's no way you're familiar with the story of the Nutcracker Suite. So, like, you know, if you miss the beginning, you might get lost in the plot. I mean, the story is a whole thing.
0: So we get in there finally, just just barely making it in time. To I, be to be clear, you're not in your seats. No, you mean
1: you've arrived I made it at the to venue. The building, yeah
0: and i take out my phone I, I pull up the downloaded tickets we go up there the guy says i'm sorry i can't scan that you'll have to go to the box office where so they'll print it so we go to the box office and wait in that line and then you know they sent me over here we need to print they go okay name blah blah I'm like oh we're sorry we don't actually have so- these are third party tickets um when you we said that to
1: me, I, like
0: yeah. I was like, oh, they go, we can't print them for you. Um, I can sell you new tickets at a reduced price, and I was like, they were already more than I can afford. Yeah, yeah. I can't afford to buy them again. <laughs> so she's like, all right, and they they. That's where their helpfulness ended. Yeah. So I was like, "All right, fuck. and This lady was like, "Oh my god, are you serious?" I'm so, so like, a, a, another patron was mortified right, right, that this right. was happening. Right. Because she's like, "They didn't even tell you. There's a library right over there. You should try to print them."
1: And I was like, all, "All right, I'll I'll do that." Well, so right now the problem is just that they're on your phone.
0: Yeah, which I don't know why it's a problem. That's how every venue now accepts most of their tickets. Yeah. Uh, and so I, we go outside, it's very cold. <laughs> we walk over to a library, which has just closed, and the people working inside were able to see us and, you know, mouth the word closed and then look away mm-hmm. while we're, we're like, yeah. knocking, begging, for, pleading for their mercy.
1: <laughs> yeah. I it's outside help. and one of you is dressed like Jessica Rabbit. I, I need help with one
0: thing, uh, zero help at the library, uh... So we go back, and I'm like, all right. I'm going to use my grown-up voice, and we're <laughs> going to get in there. And she's like, okay, well... You did say that to her before. Yeah. And I said, all right, I'll pull the tickets back up. She goes, I'm going to go in, and I'll start explaining what happened. So I see her walk in. I'm pulling them up on my phone. She's speaking to a, an usher or a ticket taker or something like that. Uh, another gentleman comes over. Some sort of uniform, and he's speaking to her. He's got his earpiece in and his radio. I I didn't even. I don't know
1: why, but when you said he's wearing some sort of uniform, my brain immediately went to he was dressed like Superman.
0: Oh, (laughs) like he was dressed as. He was the Nutcracker. He was wearing that uniform, you know. Uh, (laughs) Very long beard. Yeah. Very tall hat. Yeah. Uh, Large handle coming out of his back that was controlling his mouth. (laughs) No, yeah. So she's explaining and I walk in and I said, You know, please we need we need to get in. it's like showtime, Wanna get seated. And he goes, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do. I go, look. I said, We paid <laughs> for these <laughs> tickets. And I was like, There's gotta be something you can do. He's like, I you know, I can't I go I don't want there to be a scene (laughs) and this guy comes back immediately with oh there's not going to be a scene and I like I was like this fucker's ready to throw down like he's I think this guy's gonna fight me and I was like this mother nutcracker yeah is my first fight ever gonna be at the ballet (laughs) what is my life so I'm, I'm like I'm like well I don't want this and I was like look I was like I don't want to be this way. I was like, but I will come back here every day. I will talk to every person who works here. I will talk to every manager. Everyone is going to have to hear me complain. And he's like, sir, I need you to calm down.
1: I, need, I, like, I, I guess I was, I was probably a little louder and more stern than I... I can't wait to ask Amanda what her <laughs> version of your altercation with this guy was. Because you keep telling me they thought i sounded hostile now i disagree with that
0: the guy guy seemed very concerned that i was threatening violence and bodily harm on the employees and uh, then you were worried and himself and and i was like i i tried to state very clearly no that's not where i'm trying to take this and he's but he was like well i you guys seem to think that i was
1: the only nuts that
0: will be cracked will be on stage yeah so hes i tell you some—about to be the head cracker ballet. You know, what I'm saying?
1: Uh, he called out his army of toy soldiers yeah. to come after you.
0: Yeah, and I called out a whole bunch of rats to attack. <laughs> um, so he's like, "I need you to step back from the ledge. I need you to calm down." He's like, "Let me see your tickets," and then he goes, "These are not legitimate tickets." these are not seats that we have here. He goes, we've seen several of these tonight.
1: Because he pointed out that like, it was a, like a yeah. row and letter number yeah.
0: system that they don't even uh, have. Apparently, there's like a huge market for fake ballet tickets. Like, who would have thought? At the Blank University in yeah. Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah, well, it's apparently a really big show. I mean, there's a lot of people in it. When they all came out at the end, we were like, we both had the same thought of i thought surely some people were filling multiple rows and changing oh. costumes but no what would you guess
1: the cast size was
0: like 50 50 plus okay maybe okay. maybe 60 70 okay um there were a lot of kids in it too so he goes okay are you calm are you calm? and i was like i'm i'm fine like i'm, oh, try- cool. a cucumber, I'm, motherfucker. I'm trying <laughs> i'm trying to tell him like I'm I'm completely fine. I'm just really angry. I just want to make sure that you know that I'm angry without it escalating into violence. You know, like so. Um, he's like, I need you to calm down. He's like, he he's doing that thing where you're like, I'm gonna, I'm being real nice to you here, but this is like a veiled threat. You know, like, <laughs> uh, but he but he ended he was real cool about it. He goes, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I can to get you guys in there. And I was like, thank you. That's that's all I can ask of you. That's literally all we wanted when we came here was to be in there, as opposed to out here in the foyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, here You ever in-
1: said the word foyer when you're angry before?
0: Uh, well, when you're when I'm angry, it's the foyer. <laughs> you know, uh,
1: the foyer uh, so, sounds a little bit like the Führer. Come down yeah. there.
0: Uh, so he goes, all right. Uh, just he, he brought us in. He goes. There's a seating break. They at first act it started. There's a little prelude or whatever they do. Nothing really happening, but there's stuff. So um, he goes, "All right, I need you to to just wait right here." And uh, I got I've got to go take care of something. He's like, "I'll be right back. We'll see what we can do." And he walks away, and I'm standing there thinking. I'm about to get arrested this guy's gonna go and and just be like yeah we've got a a hostile patron here who's threatening everyone
1: and smells of alcohol yeah I was
0: like shit I am I was like this is really gonna ruin the night like not getting into the opera or or the, the ballet would have been upsetting but for my girlfriend to have to see me get arrested or something I was like oh no this is gonna be bad so he's like "All right," and he set us up and I was like thank you very much can kind I of get your name? You know, I, I want to be able to contact your boss and tell them that you did something really. I'd great. like
1: to write you a wonderful thank you letter cut out from different magazines. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I'd like, if I could maybe get your home address, um, do you have any like close family? Or, uh, no, so so I, I, I shook his hand. I thanked him and, uh, he, he sat us down, and we started to enjoy the ballet. Or rather, uh, I sat there, sweating, uh, with my hands numb, <laughs> thinking, like, my, my heart is, like, pounding, in my chest, my, my temples are throbbing. It must throbbing. Have been an exhilarating show. And I was like, I'm gonna get arrested. Because he, go- he said when he sat us, he goes, I, I will talk to you at intermission. Why would he say that? Because clearly that's when I'm getting arrested. <laughs> like he's going to he's gonna lure me into a false sense of security while I'm sitting there. And then when I come out, bam, they're going to slap some zip ties on my wrist and take me off to university jail. So that didn't happen. I, I what said,
1: did he say at intermission?
0: He came to me. He asked to see the tickets. Uh, I asked if I could get his contact info so that I could get him all the information about... You know where I got these things from because he's the event coordinator.
1: Because this is a potentially yeah. fraudulent third-party scam ticket website, right? Um, so you're just trying to do him a solid and be like, well, "Hey, he's tell helped your future." Me out patrons. immensely after I yelled at you're him. You're just trying to be like, yeah. "Hey, tell your future patrons to not buy from this fucking website." Yeah. That's all you're trying um, to say.
0: So uh, he helped us out. He even offered to move us to better seats. I was like, you know what? You've you've been great. Don't trouble yourself anymore. You're like I've um, already
1: sweated the seat completely. I, I hate yeah. for someone else to sit, <laughs> yeah. to sit in yeah, my pool you,
0: of sweat. You know, I, it's just starting to cool down. Uh, so that guy hooked us up. He was great, and I'm gonna write him a nice thank you note. He's like, just one more thing. Yeah, just gotta arrest you real quick. Yeah, it's just one more thing. Well, he said he was going to let me in on the condition that I never threaten anybody there ever again he
1: said that yes so you did threaten him
0: i didn't i i threatened to return to the place and complain that that was all no violence was intended to be applied even a little bit listen
1: as your best friend Mm -hmm. i want you to know i believe everything you're saying i believe it all But I still, for my own sanity, have to ask Amanda for her interpretation of the story. I did
0: specifically ask her, I go, did I seem like I was threatening violence? And she said, no, but you did sound way angrier than I expected.
1: Would would we describe it as your grown-up voice that you said you were going to use? Yes. I called it the dad voice.
0: (laughs) She goes. There is just a certain tone, and it's upsetting, and we all know it. And she's like, it doesn't even matter if it's directed at you. You hear it, and you're like, Ooh. It's a butthole some, clencher. Yeah, you some, just did the butthole. Clenching. Someone's intro. I did clench my butthole. You. That's very perceptive. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So he helped us out. We saw the ballet. It was okay. Uh, like I said, had a hard time following the story because I was mostly concerned that I was going to be spending the night
1: in jail. Yeah, and that guy that you screamed at didn't poop for two days because he <laughs> clenched his butthole so tightly <laughs> with your dad voice. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: So, anyway, I'm not crying. It was beautiful. The sets were great. The music were, Let me tell you, okay, when, when a dancer goes up on... On the their very tiptoes of one leg and spins rapidly over and over, it gets the same reaction in the ballet as when a stripper does the flag move. When, when, when a stripper does the human flag move, and people are like, is she gonna do it? How how much further? How much further is she gonna go? And then she finally peeks and holds it there for a minute, and no one is horny. It's a strip club and no one is like, yeah, everyone is just like, oh my god it's like a feat of human strength and everyone is impressed
1: well you know how when the stripper is done with that and everyone throws roses onto the stage and uh and you know it's 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 like that right
0: and she wears those little tiny shoes and her gnarled up feet are in there and yeah and um, the pasties of course
1: so depending on state laws i had some problems with the plot of the nutcracker my computer's about to die how much longer is this nutcracker story It's as long as it's going to be. It's as long as my computer life. Well, you should maybe have plugged it in. You always have it plugged in. If I don't cut anything from this right now, this will be one of
0: our longest episodes. So, the plot of the Nutcracker. Okay. This creepy magician with an eye patch shows up. He looks like Mr. Fish Odor from Bob's Burgers, except all in black. Okay. And, um... He shrinks down this little girl at night to befriend his his nutcracker buddy. Quick question. Yeah. Is there there's no dialogue in the nutcracker. No. Right. Okay. No, got it. just just symphony. Okay. Uh, and or an orchestra. I don't know what you call it. It's it's just your dad cursing yeah. to, to an orchestra. <laughs> so he he's like, Hey, I've got this nutcracker. I think he wants to meet you. Oh, but he's got some trouble. He's mixed up with this bad king person. So he shrinks the girl down, or he he makes the Nutcracker bigger. That's sort of unclear. But anyway, the Nutcracker turns out to be this handsome prince man, and then the guy shoves the little girl out towards him. She's definitely a child, mm-hmm. definitely a child. Mm-hmm. And he's like nudges her out there, and she's like, "Oh, okay," and she tentatively approaches him in, in dance as you do in a ballet, and uh, he immediately just tries to. You know, he's a celebrity, you can just do whatever you want. Sometimes you just <laughs> kiss him and you don't even ask. He and kisses so her right he, away. He tries to kiss her immediately and she pulls away and runs to the magician as in like, "Oh, I'm scared, help." And his response? He turns her around and he nudges her back in and she says, "Go." And she's "They're like, in it together." She goes, "All right, I guess I'm in." And then they, this is a whole ring he's got yeah. going with the nutcracker guy. So this is my other problem with this magician fellow. The, the Rat King and his whole gang, they show up everywhere that this magician shows up just after. and I have a suspicion that they're actually in league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They never address this in the play. Yeah. The, the magician gets off scot-free at the yeah. end, but I'm pretty sure he's in on it.
1: Does it have a happy ending? Yes. Is there a party at the end? Well, this,
0: this is, brings me to my next problem. Okay. The
1: climactic
0: battle between the Nutcracker and the Toy Armies and... Yeah the rat king and and his little rat sidekicks takes place like halfway through and then the rest of the play is just it's like if return of the jedi like all took place in the first 30 minutes and then the rest of it was all just the celebration that happens <laughs> at the end yeah and there's fireworks and singing ewoks for like an hour and you're like all right well uh, <laughs> we wrapped up the story I, I, can I go now? Like I, I have to pee. I don't know what. So they just parade out, um, stereotype after racial stereotype. Okay, and they do different dances. There's a, a Chinaman with a long ponytail. <laughs> There's like, and I say that word because I swear that's probably what it says in the script of the. Nut <laughs> yeah, guy. yeah, I got it, I got it. And I'm like, well, this seems slightly troubling. Yeah. Then there's the Russian person who does the, like, leaping Russian dance. Uh-huh, got it. And then there's the the uh, Arabic people who are basically Aladdin and Jasmine. Mm-hmm. The
1: Jamaican guy does capoeira. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's Brazilian.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you yeah. said Chinaman. <laughs> Moving on. Um,
0: <laughs> so, that's how it goes. And then he's like, hey, baby, I'm this awesome nutcracker prince and you're a little girl maybe we should get together and then he takes her on this magical journey where he just parades her around and dances with pretty girls from the candy kingdom and the mm. toy king it he just he's like macking on all of these babes from every and he's like kingdom.
1: showing her like hey look i'm yeah. gonna go do this stuff with all these other girls
0: yeah she honestly the main character the girl she's seated in the background for most of the play just watching the
1: nutcracker dude dance with all these other princesses got it it's weird as hell you know my favorite part is uh at the end of that hour-long celebration when uh the <laughs> magi- they burn vader's body <laughs> the magician returns again as a blue ghost and he's just watching <laughs> yeah. in the corner
0: yeah um, and, and the the rat king realizes his mistake and he reverts <laughs> To, to being the blue ghost yeah. and and watching over his son, the Nutcracker. But
1: now he's hating Christian yeah. for no reason. Uh, okay, we really got to wrap this up. <laughs> um, at Flannel underscore Cakes on Twitter. FlannelCakesPodcast at gmail.com. What send kind of us, emails would you like to see this okay, week? Okay, two things.
0: One, send us questions. Ask, ask for advice or just things you want to know about, things you want to hear us talk about. And also, we have come across... It's not important how, but we've come across this National Rifle Association 2017 member sticker. <laughs> what would be the funniest thing for us to do with it? Yeah, there's some funny things we
1: could do with it. I kind of want to put it on Adam's car. <laughs> He's not going to hear this, so that's fine. I know. Um, yeah, that would be really funny. I think I would laugh at that. So, yeah. Adam, probably less. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll find out. Stay tuned for that.
0: You ready?